Welcome to our podcast, Hyperfocus Positive Minds, a podcast made by Laura Jessica Walker and Ilias Michael, mother and son, talking all things mental health, positive mindset, and self development. Yeah. Yo. Hello. We're back again. The infamous duo of mother and son. Your voice sounds really low. Does it? Yeah. It's like, really low. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Episode five of Hyperfocus. Positive Minds. And today, we don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh, didn't you write down some notes? I wrote down some notes, but... I have a question. Go on. So I've been learning about identity and how you can skyrocket your progress with certain habits and just things but not just building consistency with habit but building consistency by changing your identity first so say you were trying to become present no that's a bad example because i'd have to explain but say you were trying to be a youtuber Mm -hmm. don't just view yourself as a youtuber and you'll act like one as simple as it sounds it's really difficult to grasp the concept of and i'm kind of struggling with like okay like I'm rich. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that whole fake it before you make it. Yeah, I understand that, but I just don't know how you make an identity shift. Mm. How do you do that? Because you would assume making an identity... You would assume an identity shift comes from doing the habits that changes your identity and not an identity shift leads to you doing the habits that means you fulfil your identity. But I can understand how it works both ways and I would like to experiment with that. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what a beautiful start. Is it? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, what, so, just out of interest, what is this new identity that you are going to be having? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I need to oh. figure it out. But like, I don't mean like I'm just going to change completely who I am. I'm going to turn up one day in all new clothes <laughs> with a full beard and a different accent. I just mean like... Although none of us would be surprised. <laughs> It's not like I haven't done it before. <laughs> so, where are you heading? I need to figure out what's going on. I know what's going on, but I need to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what's going on, but how do I get what's going on? Going on. I'm lost. I know what I'm I'm trying to be. I know what I'm trying to do. I just know. I just need to know what I'm trying to... What I've got... <laughs> Do you use visualisation at all? No. Okay. That might be a really great way to start. I've heard about visualisations and the magic they have. But the thing is, I've tried visualisations before. And I'm not going to be that person that says, well, I've tried it and it didn't work. Because obviously I wasn't consistent with it. But at the moment, I'm just trying to maintain consistency with my three habits that Mm. keep me happy. And your three habits are? Meditation. Exercise and gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. Great. Some um, cheese on my pasta, please. <laughs> um, me- on the on the uh, meditation subject, I have upped the ante on my meditation lately. 
I heard you did three meditations yesterday. Yeah, four actually by the end of the day. Because I then went to my women's circle and did another one. So if you do four meditations a day, will you experience the benefits of meditating four times as fast? I don't think there's speed in meditation. They're quite the opposite, probably. So the more you meditate, the longer it takes for it to benefit you? I think the more consistently you do meditation, the more benefits that you experience. So certainly, I was meditating a few weeks ago. I'd dropped down to once a day, and sometimes that wasn't a full 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> Are you making me sound like I'm terrible now? Why? I'll do like five minutes a day. I don't think that makes you seem terrible. Um, we've talked about this before, you know, the habit of doing it is actually probably more important than the time spent doing it. Mm. So more important that you do it for five minutes a day um, than 20. But and I, and I worked up to 20 minutes and now I do twice a day and sometimes more. So do a lunchtime one. But I'm really finding it's making a massive difference on my ability to focus. I was feeling like I was all over the place for a while mm. so massive difference on, on, on focus and there is quite a bit of evidence to, to suggest that meditation is one of the best ways of managing focus for people with ADHD mm. so do you think you your meditations will get longer or are you well, sticking to five average is getting more I imagine I'm not the duration I'm doing it is not consistent but the doing it is yeah I'll do at least five minutes a day. Sometimes it'll be ten. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I do more than one, it'll be like 20 minutes overall throughout the day. Do you ever do guided meditations or do you just do silent? I find guided meditations make it harder for me to meditate because I'm just there trying to meditate and this person's saying, do this, do this, like shut up, let me just meditate. Yeah, it can be quite distracting. Yeah. Similar, I feel the same. Mm. Do you use mantra when you meditate? Okay. I just... Do Wim Hof for the first minute. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, <sighs> just do that for a minute. Can you describe what that is to people who don't know about Wim Hof? Okay, so Wim Hof, also known as the Iceman, is basically some dude who like does stuff in the cold. That's probably the best way I can explain it. He's just mega man. What am I chatting about? The breathing. Okay, so Wim Hof breathing is when you do. Like quick fire in through the nose, out through the mouth, like. <sighs> but like deep breaths as well. And then after however long you want to do it for, you can just not breathe for a long time because you've got so much oxygen in your brain and in your body that you can just completely relax and not do anything. And then you go into normal breath and meditation? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's nice. So, I do have some notes. Okay. Oh, but I left them downstairs. I've got these notes, but I've got another. I've got, uh, I've got the back of a receipt that I wrote on as well. Wait, um, I can't remember what you wrote now. <laughs> oh, man. One of them was about, um, what was it about? How people with ADHD... It was about sensory overload and ticks. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that first? I don't mind. Yeah. Because the reason I wrote that down is we were having lunch together and um, you had mackerel on toast and you were ticking. So much ticking. I was. 
and um, and I asked you about it, didn't I? It was just too much taste, too much taste, too much stuff. Too much texture. Too I, I can't explain what it was too much of, because if then it wouldn't be sensory overload, wouldn't it? That would be able to just that would just be sensory. I could tell you but, what was going on. Yeah, but you did mention the fact that one of your ears was blocked. It still is. Like if I itch there, if I itch there, it sounds really crisp. It's a nice. Not something itch, you know. I got a lot of like twenty k hertz plus, but here it's all <laughs> muffled. It's horrible. Yeah. So, but you see, so you were saying eating your lunch with that extra sensory input, mm. bit much, made you tick. A lot. Uh, what else was on my list? <laughs> the other extrapolating isn't that a great word? I'm not sure if it's the right word. Extrapolating. Extrapolating. Well, it's a good word, isn't it? What does it mean? Well, it's just this idea that um, in it's it's about um, getting information from a source. Extrapolating. Understanding source. It. I'm gonna get my information from barbecue sauce. This is what I think extrapolating means, anyway. Um, but I was reading about. ADHD, as I am doing a lot of lately, and learning that people with ADHD are amazing at this because extrapolate. Oh, so because because when someone's talking to you, you because you miss out on so much of what they're saying because of being distracted, <laughs> like you currently are being while I'm talking to you. So this is happening to you right now. So you're pulling all the information that you do have together. And making sense of it. So you're filling in the gaps. Yeah. And um, it's an absolute skill, apparently. Um, so there you go. And uh, we're good at it. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> a little skill. Let's talk about anxiety. Okay. Do you get anxious? Do I get anxious? Mm. Oh, my God. Are you, are you joking? So, yes. Nowhere near as much as I did when I was suffering from an anxiety disorder, which was horrible. But now I do get anxious. I get anxious about you. Really? Yeah. I, I, well, my triggers are always going to be my kids, whether my kids are okay. Mm. So, um, I'm always worrying about my kids. <laughs> <laughs> So when you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about when you were. Do you remember when you used to go out, and you would disappear, disappear, yeah, and I couldn't find you, and I didn't know where you were. And this is a combination of things. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to hold on to this in my brain, but there's a combination of things because it's just got me thinking about that. That another thing that happens is because prefrontal cortex. It's part of your brain. This is around um, thinking about outcomes. So thinking about outcomes, actions of, of events that are happening, and that's something that you don't necessarily do because your prefrontal cortex is not doing it. What do I do? So, so when you used to go and disappear, yeah, and I would be worrying that is he going to get the is is he going to get back on the train okay? So I would be on the train app looking at, okay, which train's next and has it been cancelled? Yes, it's been cancelled. So then you have to think about, right, what are we going to do around that? Whereas you, because you because that 
part of your brain doesn't work, it doesn't look at the future, you're just in the moment, that you weren't able to think about, oh, hang on a minute, train's been cancelled, need to do this. Mm. Yeah. Um, And so that used to make me incredibly anxious because I knew that you weren't able to do that. And this is before you were diagnosed. Mm. So I would talk to friends about it. And what I get back is, well, he should just be able to do that. He should be able to just take responsibility. And 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 it's a very lonely place as a parent to understand, mm. actually, your child can't do those things. They are a teenager and they do need to be out in the world experiencing things, but also they don't have that function mm. <laughs> that is thinking about the future. Thinking, okay, I need to be back by 11 o'clock at night. It's it's nine o'clock now, and the next train's been cancelled. Therefore, I need to think about an alternative, because you wouldn't think about it until eleven o'clock. Yeah. The way I saw it was, I was okay, so I don't know why anyone would think I wasn't. Yeah, but and that's just being a teenager, isn't it? Mm. That's just part of being a teenager. But anyway, the well, the reason I started talking about that was because that used to, I would be very very anxious, so I wouldn't be able to settle of an evening and hence why you used to find me turn up <laughs> to pick you up at the point where you'd suddenly discovered that the train wasn't going to arrive <laughs> like some sort of magical fairy mm-hmm. I was so anyway going back to anxiety do you get anxious um only on trains okay but the thing is, like, is it true that anxiety and excitement are the same chemicals, the they, same feeling? Yeah, exactly. They say, don't they, that um, anxiety is excitement without the breath. That's too much for me to comprehend. I get, I feel like sometimes I'll get excited, but my brain will mistake it for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be like, oh, am I anxious? Why am I anxious? And my hands will get sweaty. Mm-hmm. That's so annoying. That's such a horrible... It, my hands sweating makes me anxious. Mm. So it's just an infinite loop of anxious. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Only on trains. I don't get anxious anywhere else. Isn't that odd? It is weird. Has anything happened on a train? Apart from losing your phone many times. No. No. So, yeah, interesting. Nothing significant enough for me to remember. Mm. Um, and but what, it's not every time I go on a train. No. No, just occasionally. So if you if you are anxious, you're probably on a train. That's, you know, that's good. I mean, you could avoid trains, apart from you wouldn't be able to get to work. Yeah. Do you need to get a car? And learn how to drive. Now that's going to cause me anxiety. I had a dream I was... Oh, man. Was it a bike or a car? I don't know, but I think I was driving it illegally. I didn't have a license. Anyway, that's dream, what I dreamt about. It's the about. whole dream thing again, isn't it? What dream thing? The, the thing where we said a dream's interesting if there's someone else's dream. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. It could have been an interesting story. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it wasn't. Um, so here's this thing. In ADHD, people yeah. try and keep as much in their head as they possibly can because as soon as you let go of it, it's gone. A bit like my notes that are on the back of a receipt somewhere. So that causes anxiety. 
What does? But all the thoughts that you're trying to keep in your head, because you're like, oh, I must remember to pay that bill and I need to go to the post office and um, oh, I must remember to um, hang the washing out and uh, send that invoice. So that's like all these things and then you're like, oh, no, keep it in your brain, keep it in your brain, keep it in your brain. And then, and then if any emotion comes in as well, you're screwed. I've noticed it. Keeping things in your brain doesn't work, so you need to write them down. But when you write them down, they're out of your brain then, so you forget that you've written them down anywhere, and then it's like, oh, I've already done them all. Totally. Do you know what happened to me last week? What? So I was thinking, I did I did a talk uh, last week in the evening for a group of painters and decorators, actually. Mm. And I came off the, the Zoom, it was a presentation, I came off it and I thought, do you know what, I should really record this as a mini course, because it's really good content. So the next day, I <laughs> got all the slides together and I thought, right, I'm going I'm to do this. And then I thought, okay, so I've got to think about where I'm going to host it online so that people can get mm. the course. So I, I thought, oh, okay. And I, I asked some friends of mine, you know, what, what should I use? And someone said, oh, you, you can use Thinkific. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I've got an account with Thinkific. So you know your, your computer remembers your password and your logins. So I went on to think of it, logged in, sure enough, I've got an account with them, had a look on the dashboard, and there is the course that I recorded a year ago, and I'd completely forgotten that I'd recorded it. A whole course I'd recorded. Yeah. Forgot. But isn't it interesting how me now, a year later, had exactly the same thought. <laughs> this would make a good course. What would? <laughs> that was me being my... my. <laughs> Point being about writing things down. You have to put it in your calendar. There's no point writing it down, because then you lose the bit of paper. I don't have a calendar. Uh, online... I used a calendar, and now I forgot it existed. I never used it. <laughs> I've got an online calendar, my Google calendar. That's even mind. more likely for me to forget it, is it? Why? Because it's an app on my phone, man. I hate my phone. Yeah. Oh, my God, I hate my phone so much. But if it's not in your calendar, if it's, if it's not in your calendar, it's not happening. So I put everything in my calendar. Like, even, like, little things that I've got to remember, I put them in my calendar. And then I don't have to worry about it. And then I just always check my calendar every day. So your calendar is your reminders as well? Yeah, absolutely. See, that makes me think. The reminders app is stupid. Remind why? Set an alarm. Use a calendar. Remind reminders is a pointless app. You don't need it. But what's that, what are you going to use when life gets busy? What do you mean? What, how are you going to remember stuff? Remember what? The well, things that you've got to do. Oh, I'll figure that out when life gets busy. Okay, it might be good to have some things that you do now and get into the habit of using them. Tell me. Yeah, about but then that brings us back to the putting way too much on myself while I just need to be improving my mental health at the moment because that's the problem I have all the time every time I've been like yo let me just do these habits do the meditation the exercise and the journaling and then I'll add stuff onto it because then I'll know I'll be able to manage it because my mental health is good but then I focus too much on that stuff that I've added on but because these are not completely completely ingrained in me mm -hmm. I fall back so I need to not because so, so many people are like oh do this do this do this no I need to just do yeah, and so do you, have you got a time frame for how long until you have consistently done those things? 
so like three months is a good time 12 weeks yeah just concentrate on that and anything else is a bonus two weeks and two days amazing consistently every day yeah Yeah. well not completely every day but I've done at least two one thing every day yeah most things I've done every day that's really good two weeks good habit making yeah boy can you tell me about even the phone let's talk oh my goodness should we just talk about what happened to your phone (laughs) yo where did my stick go I've taken your stick away. <laughs> you were waving it around. Um, <laughs> so, that stick brought me so much joy. Was that yesterday you lost your phone? Yeah. Oh my God. So, off Phileas goes to the train to go to work. And then I get a Facebook message from a local woman who says, we've got Elias's phone here. <laughs> Which is not unusual, to be fair. Tell your side of the story and I'll tell mine. So she, so she, said, she said to me, um, my daughter went to the station and found this phone and they didn't know whose it was, so she took it home. And then one of your friends FaceTimed you, I think. Mm. So they answered it. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime, FaceTimed whoever it was, mystery person. You don't yeah, know who. So. Okay. And then he said, "You need to get hold of Laura Jessica Walker." And then they said, "Who does it belong to?" And it actually happened. It was someone local who knew. So then I went and got it. And then you came home, none the wiser. Everything just sort of appears. Uh, 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 none the wiser. I would not agree with in no. the slightest so you got I was stressed. absolutely terrified I got on the train and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I ended up not paying for the ticket because I was like yo don't have my phone it's on the platform I'm gonna just go back and get in it was like yeah no worries so I got off the train waited for the next train to go back to us with you to come back and try and find it but the train came and it was like this train is stopping at Par Bobman Parkway and I was like ah so I don't stop at my stop and you needed to get to work yeah it? so I was like right I'm gonna just go to work got into work I was like ah I'm stressed. Donna was like, what's up? Left my phone at the station. Oh, I can't say that word. And I was stressed. Because all day. But the thing is, it was not my phone I cared about. I don't care about my phone. I care about people. Mm. Like, I need, like, I need to know people are safe and people need to know that I'm safe. Yeah. So that's what I was worried about. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less about my phone. If I, To be fair, if I would, I'd chuck it out my window right now. You've got a real love-hate relationship with you, or more of a hate relationship with your phone. Um, but I did get a message to your work to say that I'd found it all. It had that was such phone. a relief. Yeah, good. I was sat there on the sofa going, bouncing my knees, being all stressed. And Donna was like, oh, your mum's messaged me saying, Elias's phone has been found at the station. She's going to pick it up. I was like, what? How does she even know? Magical. Yeah. Magical world, isn't it? It was. It is. Well, you know, our community's amazing, to be honest. And, you know, the, the amount of times that we've lost things between us, probably many more times than most people lose things. Between us. But it just happens, doesn't it? I remember losing my keys once. My Finding car. them in the fridge. <laughs> I was at work, lost my keys, and we, I'd gone to the bakery and came back to uh, about to go into my office looked for my keys no keys and there were just two women waiting outside and they said are these your keys 
and they'd found them in the park. Really? Yeah, thankfully my keys had, well, you could say thankfully or not, <laughs> my keys had the name of the company on them, which was probably not a good idea because they could have actually just broken into the office and taken mm. the printer. But they didn't because communities generally are quite was lovely. Was this a Bobman. That's even luckier though. It's interesting though, isn't it? That most of the time we paint a picture of everything going to be terrible and wouldn't it be awful if we lost control for a second? But actually when you live your life completely out of control, which I do, all I ever see is kindness, compassion and love. And I think that that really helps me to be in the world because I think I see so much of that because very often... I'm not in control. <laughs> and it's funny because it's something that I spend a lot of time with my clients on is this idea that we must be perfect and in control and can't possibly let our guards down. But I've never lived a life like that because it's not been possible for me. <laughs> and so I really do know and trust that generally things are all right, mm. aren't they? Yeah. Unless you make them not be. If you look at it in a negative light, then bad things will always happen to you because you'll always see the bad things and everything. <gasps> it's right. You create your reality, don't you? Yeah. And this is like, you know, you can either look at this really spiritually or you can look at it scientifically. I like a bit of both. But scientifically, that's the, what is it? The reticular activating system in our brain that basically looks for things that we are looking for. So it's the reason why, you know, if you're getting a new car and um, a particular type of car and you've never really noticed them before and then you start seeing them everywhere. Mm. And, um, you know, you do, you do see what you look for and that really does give you something to live by, doesn't it? Mm. Because I could look for the bad things all the time and I'd find them. We'd find them. If you wanted to find them, you could find them. But also, there's good stuff to look for in every single day, every moment. Um, yeah. That's a bit profound, isn't it? That was nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you could go further and say, you know, that's the whole, you know, the whole thing about the law of attraction, isn't it? You attract to you what you what 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 are you, you attract to you what you what you you, what? you you attract what you're what you're looking for you attract what you believe what you want to see are you bored i'm not bored I'm a just... little bit because we can end it here 26 minutes is a very fine number when it comes to podcast length. Is it? Yeah, for an ADHD podcast, it is, it yeah, is true. perfect. It is a perfect time. Well, on that note. On that note, Scoobity Pip. It was nice to see you. It was lovely for you to listen. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to keep up to date with the next episodes, then be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And... Follow us on Laura Jessica Walker on Instagram. <laughs>